Welcome to the No Budget RC Podcast. I am your host, Eli, and you are listening to episode 34. So I always start off with what's new in my RC garage. The only thing I have new since the last episode is I do have a Hobbywing Max 8 uh, system here. I purchased this used. Uh, this is a system I've been wanting to try. The Arma vehicles, like my Outcast, it has a rebranded Hobbywing. Um, it's 150 amp. This is also 150 amp, but this is like, this is more equivalent to the system that comes in the Nero and the Phazon. That's a rebranded Max 8. And I actually have a friend that runs the Nero system in his Creighton, and he says it definitely feels like it has more power than the stock Creighton motor. So this is something I've been wanting to try. Plus, if you get the actual Hobby Wing brand, um, the rebranded ones that they run in the Armas don't have as many options when you go into the setup. So when you plug in your, your uh, programming card, you don't have as many options. And so uh, I've been wanting to get one of these systems for a while. I actually picked this one up from Gary from uh, the Killer Off-Road Hobbies YouTube page. He uh, had posted up on instagram and i asked him how much he wanted for it and he did a hundred dollars ship to me so thank you gary for giving me a good deal on that came with all the original boxes instruction manuals stickers and all that so i'm very happy for that i uh, gotta figure out which truck i'm gonna put it in um i was kind of thinking about putting it in the outcast because that's gonna really give me a uh, feel for how much better it is than the original system However, if you guys have listened to any of my podcasts, you know that my Techno MT410 is my baby, so it might get it, because I do think that is the nicest electronics I have. So it may go into that. It will go into one of my trucks. I'm just still undecided on which one. So what this episode, what kind of prompted me to want to do this episode, is last weekend at the SEMA show in Las Vegas, Red Cat announced the Red Cat Gen 8 International Scout 2. So, I did an episode, I actually had a Red Cat Gen 7, and I've done an episode on it. Um, what's cool about the Gen 8, is the Gen 8 is the first entirely in-house built RC that Red Cat has done. So, they announced it at SEMA, there's not a lot of info out there on it yet. They have not announced a price, a street price on it yet. Um, it does have a a uh, licensed body on it being the international scout the if you're familiar with the gen 7 they had licensed super swamper tires on it um i know the licensing will drive prices up and just some of the stuff they've done to this one will drive prices up so to start on the outside of it um the international scout body looks good um some people have complained that they don't like the way the fenders are done but Red Cat has explained why they did the fenders the way they did. They said that the tires will not rub the body no matter what you do. They said that you could pull the springs off the shocks and the tires will not rub the body the way they did the fenders. Um, it looks like they kind of listened to input from the Gen 7 and uh, definitely used that when they built the Gen 8. Um, once you get underneath the body, oh, and they have announced they will have a clear body available so you can paint your own up, but, uh, underneath the body, there's like a hard plastic, um, structure that is attached to the body. 
and it actually attaches to the chassis with hook and loop or Velcro. Um, but I guess they also include the stuff so you could do body posts if you wanted. And I believe they said there's a third option of how to attach the body, and I cannot recall off the top of my head what that was now. So you have options on how do you're gonna how you can attach the body, but it will come with Velcro to attach it. Um, this one comes with a C-channel frame, where the Gen 7 was a flat uh, frame. This um, does have a the motor mounted towards the front in the Gen 8. Has the motor and then a transmission and then a short drive shaft going to a divorce transfer case. And that splits the power to the front and rear end. Um, speaking of the front and rear end, they is, does come with portal axles. Um, they released us some portal bolt-ons for the Gen 7 a few months ago. I saw some guys testing those on YouTube. Uh, I guess the original ones were uh, had some issues, but they have improved those. And these ones, from my understanding, are supposed to be an improvement yet, uh, yet again from those. So it comes with portal axles, much like the uh, Traxxas TRX4. And uh, comes with metal links on it. The uh, wheelbase is adjustable. Uh, I believe what I read was 12.2 inches to 13.2 inches. You can adjust it. So that's kind of cool for running different, but if you want to run different bodies and stuff. Um, it comes with the same electronics that were in the Gen 7, which they're okay. Um, it's rebranded Hobbywing stuff. The only thing I didn't care for on it was the ESC that it came with. I believe it's like a rebranded Hobbywing 1040 or something. Um, the Hobbywing one says it can run 3S, and I believe when you took, the, I think on the Gen 7, they had a plastic cover over it. And when you took that cover off, it also said you could run 3S. But in all of the manuals that came with the Gen 7, it said it could only run 2S. Um, however, Hobbywing offers their 1080 brush DSC. It's only like 40 bucks and comes with a program card. I ran one in an SCX10. I really like that ESC. Has a ton of adjustability on it. And that will run 3S all day long. So for 40 bucks, you can upgrade it. And uh, then you also have the program card and a ton of settings. So you can get it all dialed in exactly how you want it. Um, it's a good looking truck. Uh, it comes with chrome plated plastic beadlocks. However, Red Cat has already announced they are going to have some aluminum upgrades. One of those upgrades being aluminum beadlock wheels. Um, they've already started making some other aluminum upgrades that will be available. This truck is supposed to have a uh, release in December for like pre-orders and then in January for the full release that should be available on your shelves at that point from what my understanding is. Like I said, they have not set a price on it yet. Who knows where that's going to be. Um, on the negative sides of what I've seen, there's been a couple things I don't really care for. And it's going to be, some people it's not going to be an issue. It's more of an issue for me because when I, I don't have any crawlers currently, but when I do have crawlers, I like to set my crawlers more performance based rather than, you know, I'll give up a little bit on the uh, scale appearance to make it perform a little better. The International Scout body looks awesome on there. However, the body does hang over a lot past the rear tires. 
Um, believe they said there's like 61 degrees of approach angle on the front, but in the rear it's like 36 degrees or something of departure angle because that body and rear bumper do hang way out there. That's easily changed with putting a different body on it. If, but however, then you know you lose that nice international scout body, and that, like I said, that's going to depend on your driving style. I prefer performance over looks. Um, I don't like having the rear bumper get hung up on stuff. Actually, did a YouTube video on how I on the Gen Seven, I trimmed up the bumper, raised the bumpers up, and pulled the rear bumper in further. Um, if you want to check that out, that's on my YouTube channel. That's just no budget RC on uh, YouTube. You can look it up. Um, the other negative that I've seen on it, and I've just seen this in a picture, is, okay, so I said it has the divorce unit transfer case. The transfer case sits about in the middle of the truck. And it's, it's cool because it sits the motor forward, so you're getting that nice forward weight bias. However, on the skid plate underneath the transfer case, there's this little bump down in the skid plate that looks like it's just going to hang up on everything when you're out crawling. So I'm not really a fan of that. I'm sure somebody will come up with a uh, design that eliminates that or at least improves on it. But in the stock configuration, it does have this bump down right in the center of the vehicle that just seems like it's going to hang up on everything. It's a good looking rig. Like I said, we don't have a price on it yet. Um, People are all over the place on what they think the price will be. You know, it's definitely going to cost more than the Gen 7. I mean, just looking at it, this comes with portal axles. This comes with a licensed body. Just the stuff that it comes with. I think it's definitely going to cost more than what the Gen 7 Pro cost. Um, they're going to have to come in under the price of like the Traxxas TRX4 and the Axial XCX10 too, just because. It's Red Cat. Um, there's a lot of Red Cat haters out there. I, however, am not a Red Cat hater. They said this is the first vehicle that they've completely designed and built in-house. If you don't know, Red Cat used to buy overseas RCs and um, rebrand them. Now, they started off... Red Cat started off uh, doing basically the same thing, buying like the Chinese, uh, the little... like little kid four-wheelers and dirt bikes and stuff and rebranding them and then they moved into the rc market doing the same thing and when they first got into it they had a lot of cheap junk and they got a bad reputation over the years they've improved um red cat got me started in the hobby my first hobby grade rc was a red cat caldera 10e and i had that for probably close to a year say 10 months to a year I had that RC and in the time that I had it the only things that ever broke on it and I ran that thing pretty much every weekend I stripped out one spur gear not a big deal that happens on any on any RC and then the other thing is I uh, was out racing up and down my street neighbor kid got out his short course truck in order to avoid the neighbor kid hitting me I slammed into a curb and I pulled a couple screws out of the plastic I actually didn't even have to replace the plastic piece that the screws pulled out of. All I did was got some screws that were a couple millimeters longer and threaded them in there and never had a problem with it. Um, I would own another Red Cat Caldera in a second. Um, you can pick them up cheap and they are a good, reliable RC. 
Now, I didn't run it as hard as I run now. I mean, the ones I have now, the Outcast and the MT410, I'll launch them 12 feet in the air and 60 feet out all day long. I didn't run like that when I first got into the hobby. Um, took a lot of small jumps, but nothing crazy like that. Um, if you were launching it like that, you may have had different results than what I had. But as far as somebody just getting into the hobby, I was very happy with it. I also have owned a couple of uh, Red Cat Volcanoes. They have their quirks. Um, they, uh, they A lot of them came with bushings instead of bearings. So the steering's kind of sloppy. And they're just... They're not as uh, precision. Um, I found them to be pretty good quality rigs. Uh, the first one I had was pretty much all stock. And uh, other than the bushings wearing out. But when they wear out, you can buy bearings to replace them. The second one... I bought it as a rolling chassis because the guy had pretty much every aluminum upgrade. It had the aluminum chassis, aluminum A-arms. I mean, it was just, the guy had a ton of money dumped into it in aluminum upgrades. And I got it cheap. And I threw a uh, Ghoul RC brushless system on there. I picked up off of eBay for like 40 bucks. I think, I think I just picked up the ESC. I, no, I believe that, that one had the ESC and motor together. It was like a $40 combo or something. Slapped that in there. Um... I picked up a cheap uh, remote for like 30 bucks and put it on there. I ran it a few times and uh, ended up selling it and making a few bucks off of it. That's pretty much the only reason I bought it was just basically to flip it. But uh, I did run it a few times and the thing performed great. Um, it was a lot of fun. I just don't run a lot of 10th scale. I'm mostly into 8th scale. So I didn't keep it very long, but... So, yeah, you're going to run across the people that are going to say Red Cat is garbage. And in my opinion, I probably won't pick up this Red Cat Gen 8. If I do pick up a crawler, I'm probably going to pick up the Axial Raw Builder Kit and build my own out. Um, two reasons. One, I enjoy the building of the crawlers. Um, I probably enjoy building them more than I enjoy actually running them. I have built several crawlers and ran them a few times and sold them and then built another one. Um, I enjoy the personalizing of the vehicle and uh, seeing how it performs when you put it together with, you know, different parts. And I honestly end up enjoying that a little bit more than running the crawlers. I, I you know, usually run them a few times and sell them and so the... The cycle I'm in, you never make your money back out of them. But So if I do pick one, it'll probably be the Axial Raw Builders Kit because I can build it out the way I want. The other thing is, I just think Axial um, is further along, more evolved in the hobby than uh, Red Cat. Not saying Red Cat's ba a bad you know, decision, but like the Red Cat Gen 7, the axles in that were like the old SCX-10s. Where, like, the newer ones, like your SCX-102s and your Vateras, they've got a smaller axle. It doesn't hang down as far. It looks more scale. Gives you better ground clearance. Um, the portal axle in the new one looks very similar to the old axle of the Gen 7, just with a portal bolted on. Uh, the portals, to me, don't look super scale. They do give you that extra clearance. Like I said, I just don't think they've evolved as far in the hobby as, say, uh, Axial has, you know. 
Um, so if I do end up buying one, it will probably be the Axel Raw Builder Kit still. Not saying there's any, anything wrong with the Gen 8. If you're more of a ready-to-run guy, that might be right up your alley. Like I said, we don't know the price on that Gen 8 yet. It may surprise me and come in with a low enough, low enough price where it changes my mind. But like I said, I think they are going to definitely have to go a little bit higher than what they were on the uh, Red Cat Gen 7 Pro. Um, and I think that's going to put them online where, you know, on par with like a Traxxas TRX4 Sport or a Axial SEX10 2 Deadbolt. They've really, you know, I think you can pick that, the TXR Sport up for like 340 I think the Deadbolt you can pick up for like 300 Um, and if they're, if they're close to the price on the Axial and the TRX4, I think that's going to hurt them. I might be wrong. And maybe they'll come in way cheaper. I don't know. Like I said, they've not released a price yet. This is just me thinking in my pea-sized brain what the price is going to be. So that's really all I had for this episode. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I do have a YouTube channel. If you'd like to check that out, just go to YouTube and search uh, No Budget RC. I did do, I believe, four videos on... Uh, cheap and free mods on the Gen 7s. Um, I have some other videos on there. I do not have a lot of run videos, as most of the time I don't have somebody to uh, hold the camera for me. So most of it's just uh, more text and tech and tip type videos. But that's really all I had, so until next time, keep it shiny side up, and we will talk at you in the ne next episode. Thank you for listening.